0: you. And and particularly thrilled to be at the Spirit Life Church this morning. Uh, Let me just uh, add my uh, two cents worth this morning. We had such a wonderful group come out yesterday uh, to wash cars for our children's ministry. Uh, We've decided this year we're going to try our best not to wait until the last minute to try to come up with money to do different things. And so our kids have already put on the calendar for next year a trip that they want to take. It's called Kid Fest. It's going to take them about $3,000 to get everyone there. And so we're starting early. We had a lot of parents there yesterday and a lot of children. It, it, some of the pictures are just funny to me. Those little kids out there washing all those cars. Probably the best car wash I've had in a very long time. And so we appreciate all of the parents and all the children who have been involved in that. Some have asked, can we still give? And the answer to that is absolutely you can. If you want to write a check, just make it to Spirit Life Church of God. And in the memo, just put SLC Kids. We'll make sure that, you get, that they get every penny that you uh, donate for their purpose and for their cause. We got a great bunch of young people around here. And we want to do everything that we can to support them and to help them in their journey towards Christ. Amen. Well, I come to you this morning and I I have my Bible and I am ready to go. I want you to turn with me to Mark chapter 14. And we're going to take a look at verses three through nine. Mark chapter 14 verses three through nine. As I told you last week, I've been kind of strolling through the book of Mark, and uh, I I started to begin a four-week series uh, about end-time events uh, taken from Mark chapter 13, and I decided that I'm going to wait until the end of the year, and I'm going to do a four-week series on end-times events and, and what all we can be expecting and those kinds of things. So this fall is going to be, we're calling it Fab Fall. Is that right, Miss Donna? I'm telling you, it's going to be great. So I want you to invite many of your friends. Uh, what we're trying to do is just get people to plug back into church. We've had vacations. We've had people out of town. People are starting, starting to stroll back into the Ville. And we want to make sure that they know that we're still here. And we want them to join with us and worship together as a community of believers. Today, I want to talk to you for a few moments about this idea of influential worship. How many of you know that you have the ability to make a difference and to set the atmosphere in the world that you are living in? You have the ability to do that through Christ Jesus. And we can't do it if we live in a way that is anti-Christ. But if we live and walk in the Spirit of God then it should be that anywhere that we go, that we turn the world upside down for Christ. Now, this is a very familiar passage of Scripture. Mark chapter 14, beginning at verse 3, you can read along with me. It says, And while he was at Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, as he was reclining at table, a woman came with an alabaster flask, of ointment of pure nard. It was very costly. And she broke the flask and poured it over his head. There were some who said to themselves indignantly, why was the the ointment wasted like that? For this ointment could have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they scolded her. But Jesus said, leave her alone. Why do you trouble her? For she has done a beautiful thing to me. For you always have the poor with you. And whenever you want to, you can do good for them. But you will not always have me. She has done what she could. And she has anointed my body beforehand for burial. And truly, I say to you, wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word and the power that it holds in our lives. Let us receive it today and let us put it to use so that we can represent you well and properly in the world in which we live. We thank you in advance for what you will do in Jesus' name, amen, And amen. Influential worship. You know the setting here. Jesus has gathered his disciples together. And it is coming time, very close to this time, when Jesus is going to be crucified. So he's giving them some last-minute information. He's making sure that they understand that he's not going to be able to remain, that they are going to crucify him, that he will be in the grave for three days, and then also that he will rise again. And so we understand uh, that the, this is the setting in which this is happening. And as they're at dinner, as they're having this time together, in walks this woman who we know, according to other gospel passages, is Mary. It is the mother of Martha. We find that out in the book of John, which mirrors this passage of Scripture. And she comes in and she does something that is considered to be very odd and very unusual. She brings a flask of oil that is contained in an alabaster box or flask And she breaks it and she anoints the Lord Jesus Christ from his head all the way down his body. And so it creates this stir among the disciples and a lot of different opinion as to whether or not it was appropriate or not. Today, I want us to walk through four different observations concerning this passage of Scripture. And I want us to see how that her worship was a, a, a an impact, had an impact and an influence upon those who were there. Pardon me just a moment. <clears throat> While I'm pausing from preaching, just a moment, will you give me a pastor's moment? Will you do that? I, I, I see, is Kingston back there? Hold him up. This is the first time <clears throat> that King, Kingston Byerly has ever attended the Spirit Life Church of God, and he's back there this morning. I've not had the opportunity to greet him, but I'm certain that I can read his mind. And what he is saying right this instant is, I have been waiting my whole life to get to the Spirit Life Church, and I'm thankful to be here today. Congratulations to the Byerly family. This is number four for them. Uh, who knows? There may be four more. God knows. <clears throat> we don't know. But let me tell you something this is the proper way to grow a church. Amen? So it's good to have. Make sure you get back and see the baby. Now, listen, they may not want you to come and slobber on him and, and kiss him and hold him and all that. Some of us have germs and we don't want to give it to him, <clears throat> but what a beautiful child, beautiful family. We're so thankful that God is blessing and prospering them. Okay. Have you ever heard a pastor stop in the middle of a message and, and do something like that? <clears throat> Just shows and goes to show you if they can do it on TBN and sell their books halfway through their message. I can greet Kingston, amen, right in the middle of it. <clears throat> you know, what i the point that I'm trying to make today in this passage of Scripture is, is that we have the ability as the people of God to impact the world that we're in. We don't have to let the world impact us. We have great power and great authority, and if we will just walk... In the spirit of God and be worshipers every day of our life and worship wherever we are that we have the ability to change the atmosphere that we're living in. Now I want to make four observations concerning this passage of scripture and the life of Mary. I want you to see first of all that her worship was costly. It cost her something to be a worshiper. It cost her first of all her dignity. Now, you say, how, how does that relate? Well, she came in to a room that was full of men. Now, how many of you women know that when you're the only woman that walks into a room full of men, it, 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 you can sometimes just lose your dignity right there. But the thing is that she had her hair loose Now today we don't think about things like that but in her day and the customs of the day for a woman to have her hair loose in front of anyone uh, except for her husband was was undignified. It, It was reason enough to be called out. And so, we know that through the reading of this story, and in the book of John, and in other supporting scriptures, uh, that she had her hair uncovered. So, it was an undignified response. It cost her her dignity, and it cost her her destiny. Now, let me explain to you. She came in, the Bible says, with a, a flask, an alabaster flax of oil. Now, alabaster was just simply a type of stone that they would take and they would make different types of vessels. It could have looked something like this. It could have been a little rounder and shorter. It it could have been more like a box. Uh, It could have looked any way that the artist wanted it to look. But alabaster was a great material for them to take and put expensive oils in so that they would be kept for the long term. They would put the oil in, which in this instance we see was a very expensive nard that they put in the alabaster box, and then they sealed it so that it could not be affected by the surrounding atmosphere. So when she took that alabaster box and she broke it before the Lord, then uh, she, she was breaking that box that, that represented her destiny. You see, most times in those days, a woman who was unmarried was given an alabaster box that had a very expensive oil in it. It could be used for two purposes. It could be used for her to break open on her wedding night, So that she could apply some of the perfume to her body for her husband. It was not to be broken and used for anyone other than her own husband. And so, to break that alabaster box and then to empty the contents, she was saying, Whoever the man is that I would ultimately someday marry is not as worthy as the man who is before me today, this Savior, this Jesus who is going to give his life for the salvation of our sins he is greater than and he is more deserving of the most important and most valuable thing that I possess and so it was costly for her secondly I want you to see that her worship was criticized they criticized her method and they criticized her motive Now, as to the method, I've already mentioned that she broke the seal on the alabaster box. She opened the contents, the oil, to the effects of the atmosphere. And in so doing, it lost its value. And so when she broke it, and when she opened it, then there are those who say that that was a crazy thing for her to do because now the value of the oil was much less than it was before the breaking of the box. Now, there's, there's a lot of thought about what this looked like when it says that she broke the box. Some scholars believe that when it says she broke the box, it just meant, meant simply that she broke the seal on the vessel. And by doing so, she could have resealed it and remained with the rest of the oil and kept it to some degree safe because it could be resealed. So there are those who say, well, she just broke the seal... And therefore, it wouldn't have mattered. They, she could have resealed it. And even though it would have been uh, it not its value because it had lost its seal, it would still at least carry some value. Other scholars say that she broke the vessel completely a guaranteeing that no oil could live in that alabaster box any longer and in breaking the seal what she was saying is all that i have All that I am, everything that is most precious to me is poured out before you today. I am laying it all before you today. It doesn't matter what else happens in my life. It doesn't matter what other kind of blessing that I might have had. All I want you to know today, Jesus, is that I am giving my all to you. Let me ask you today, have you made the decision today to give your all to Jesus Christ. Have you made the decision today that, Lord, whatever it is that you need from me, whatever it is that you want from me, I'm laying it all before you today. Now, they also criticized her motive. We don't see this in Scripture. But historians point out the fact that, they, that she was accused for wanting to try to seduce Jesus In that moment, there are those who would believe that she came in with the idea that I want, hopefully, for Jesus to see a good wife in me that I am someone who could serve as a wife for him. I'm someone who could be the wife that he wants and needs. and, And they stretch her motives and they move her motives around to suggest that this was not about unselfish worship at all, but instead it was about a selfish motivation that if I could be the wife of this man named Jesus, even if they go ahead and crucify him even if he goes ahead and dies I will have the ability to say that I was the wife of Jesus Christ now we don't have any proof of that whatsoever We don't have any idea that that would have been in her mind. But I would suggest to you today that it was the furthest thing from her mind. In fact, in just a moment, we're going to see that her thinking was more prophetic when it comes to Jesus than it was about fulfilling her own needs. So they criticized her. They criticized her methods. They criticized her motives. But thirdly, I want you to see that her worship was convicting. And here's the part that I really want to drive home to you today. You see, what she did had the ability to influence the room. What she did in worship brought some to their best and brought some to their worst. When they observed the worship of Mary as she broke the alabaster box and poured the anointing oil upon Jesus, some became indignant, but some became true worshipers in that moment. And let me go on to say that she's been influencing men and women for the sake of the kingdom From the day that she broke the flask and poured the oil over Jesus. You say, how do you know that? Well, we're still talking about her, aren't we? Here many hundreds of years later, we're still talking about the thing that Mary did in the presence of of those men before that Savior in that room. She impacted and influenced the house. Here's what I'd like to say to you today. We in America have come to the place where we think everything is about us. We think it's all about our political ideas. We think it's all about our comfort. It's all about what we want. I, I, I'm not trying to be critical today, and I really ask the Lord to help me to watch my words so that this doesn't come across as criticism, but rather that we are encouraged to rise above the the atmosphere of our nation today. It's all about us. I wonder how many times when our prayer warriors come up here and position themselves for prayer, I wonder how many people just come up and take their hand and say, you know, I don't really need anything today, but I want you to join me and the two of us. Let's just spend a few moments worshiping. The Savior. Donna, wouldn't it be crazy? If you were standing right here, come up here and stand. Put your Bible down you're standing right here and you're waiting for people and you're standing here and you're waiting for people to come up and you're saying, Lord, let somebody come up. Let me agree with them. Let them pray with them. Let me intercede on their behalf today. And you're waiting and all of a sudden somebody comes up. They get up out of their seat and they come up here and they say, Miss Donna, I don't need a thing, but I know you're a worshiper and I'm a worshiper. And I was just thinking that it would be good if you and I could agree together for the next few minutes just to spend some time giving thanks thanksgiving and praise and gratitude to our Lord and our Savior. I thank him today because he has saved me. I thank him today because he has sanctified me. I'm grateful today that he has filled me and anointed me with his Holy Spirit. I'm thankful today that I have healing in my body. I'm thankful today that my kids are serving the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm thankful that I have a roof over my head. I'm thankful that I have food on my table. I'm thankful that I have a church today where I can come and worship the Lord and glorify Him. I apologize for coming up here and for not asking for a thing, but I just had so much praise and worship in me today that I just couldn't hold it back any longer. Thank you, Miss Donna, for helping me worship the Lord. I'm going to go sit down now. I wonder what in the world, I wonder what kind of revival would break out at Spirit Life Church if we would come in and drive into this parking lot In fact, I wouldn't even wait that long. I went out, got in my car, and I sat down and I pushed the little button, got the seat where it needs to be, put my hands on there. Lord, I'm driving my way to the house of the Lord. I'm coming with praise in my heart. I'm coming with thanksgiving in my lips. When they get there, they're going to know that a worshiper has come, that a worshiper has arrived. They're going to know that somebody whose life has been transformed by your power has showed up today to give you the praise and the glory and the honor that you deserve. Amen. Then you get into the front door and they say, greetings, it's good to see you today. Man, we're glad you're here today. So I'm glad to see you too. I got to get inside though. I got praise all over me. I, I just I need to get in there and start worshiping the Lord. I love you. I'm glad to see you. But I didn't really come to see you. I really came to see Jesus Christ. I didn't really come to touch you. I really came to touch him today and came into your seat and started saying, man, I'm telling you, I can just feel it. It's all over me. I can just feel the presence of the Lord in this house today. I can't wait till they start singing those songs that I don't know. I'm going to start singing those songs, uh, those, those newfangled songs uh, I hope that drummer plays so loud that he shakes the walls today because Psalm 150 says make a joyful noise unto the Lord praise him on the high sounding cymbals praise him I hope that piano player just gets so anointed that she or he whoever it is is, can't even, don't, they don't even have to look at the keyboard they're just playing like crazy I mean they're just going to town I just I pray that Stephanie will be over there, and she'll not just do this and this and this, but she'll just break out and start, and then Justin, he'll start. I'm telling you that if we would come in here with praise in our hearts and worship in our spirit and thanksgiving on our lips... It would change the very atmosphere of this place. You say, Pastor, we need to see miracles. We need to see some things, some some addictions broken. We need some marriages put together. I'm going to tell you, it ain't going to happen if we come in here and just twiddle our thumbs and just say, "Well, I hope you can do something that will move me today. I hope you'll sing something that I can relate to. I hope, I hope, I hope. Why don't you just come in and sit up on the edge of your seat and say I don't really care what anybody else does today. I have come with praise and thanksgiving on my lips. I'm going to glorify the name of the Lord. Amen. He say, you know, pastor, I'm old and I can't get me. Let me see your crutches. You know, I hurt myself three weeks ago. I can't stand that long. Jane, you done broke it. (laughs) Has anybody ever told you your screw was broke? (laughs) Better not put my weight on it. I can't stand. Can't stand that long. I can't make it. Well, you know what? I bet you could do are the worst crutches I've ever seen in my life (laughs) ain't no wonder you're hurt (laughs) I'll tell you what I bet you could do even if you couldn't stand up and even if you don't know the songs Donna go ahead and get up there and get me ready I'm getting ready to sing like you ain't never been sung to in a long time I bet here's what you could do you could say pastor I can't stand up today because my foot's broke But I tell you what, my foot may be broke, but my spirit ain't broke. And I can sit right here and I can clap my hands uh, and I can raise my hands uh, and I can say, sing that thing again, brother. I believe if you'll just sing it one more time, then there'll be people in here that they'll have bondages broken off of them. And when the preacher starts preaching, just point your little finger at him and say, go now, go now, preacher, go now. Don't you stop now. Don't you turn back now. Amen. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the Word. Hey, 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 Elizabeth, Elizabeth, I don't need you yet. She's hoping I was done preaching. I ain't even started yet. You get tired of hearing people say, I'd sing if I knew that song. You know my answer to that is? Learn it. It ain't that hard. It ain't that hard. Learn it. So it ain't my style. Well, get yourself a new style. We'll <laughs> say, we'll sing some old stuff here, then we will. But until we do sing some of the new stuff, I said, Well, what if I can't stand up? Then sit down and raise your hands and worship the Lord. He said, Are you fussing at us? No, no. I'm giving you a secret that will help you inspire people around you to live differently than they are right now what I'm doing. What's that first song? What a lovely name, the name of Jesus. Do you know that? Anybody know it? Sing it with me. Reaching higher far. Come on. And the love, oh, brightest star. I don't know what to say. I'm trying. I'm learning it. Sweeter than the songs they sing in heaven, let the world proclaim, what a lovely name. How many sing the other one now? Two very beautiful songs. Would you not agree? One of them was written probably a hundred years ago and is the old church. I'm done with you now. You can go down and sit down. (laughs) Or you can stay. Doesn't make any difference to me. One of them sung a hundred years ago in the old Church of God hymnal. Woo! (laughs) Glory. What a lovely name. And then the other one was written probably a couple of years ago, somewhere in that neighborhood. One really old and one really new. And both suggesting that there is a Savior who is worthy to be blessed by our praise. Listen, we got to get over our junk and our stuff. And we've just got to realize that whether it's young or whether it's old, whether it's new, whatever it is, if I love him enough, if I am tuned in to him enough, it doesn't matter what type of song that it is, I can worship the Lord Jesus Christ for he is worthy. You want me to get back on topic now? Look, you're going to influence whoever's here whether you want to or not. Scoot over. That's you. Pardon my... I'm turning around in front of you like that. Why did you come to church today? To serve my God. To serve my God, not me. <laughs> I just came for somebody to impress me. Okay. Why don't we all stand in worship? Hallelujah. Mm. I have the ability. See. I'm influencing this lady right here. She turned around and looking at me like you have you are a crazy man. You are absolutely nuts. Man, you are you have lost it, Pastor. You are out of your flipping mind. Oh, wait, can, can you can can't say flipping in church? I'm sorry. I started to say freaking and thought better of that, but I, I said flipping instead. <laughs> Here's what I'm trying to say. We can come into this house and we can influence either in a positive way or in a negative way. But it is our job to influence those who are in the house with us as we come in and worship together. Amen. You say, well, what if I offend someone? Well, big hairy deal. I mean, that's what Mary did. She came in. She broke her oil. And, she, and there's old Judas over in the corner. Well, blast God. She hadn't broke that and poured that out on Jesus. Just think about how all the orphans in this world that we could have had. There's always a Judas in every crowd. There's always someone who's got some negative, critical mindset uh, who can try to blow your britches up. But listen, let me tell you in the midst of those kind of people you just keep on praising. You just keep on pouring. You just keep on blessing. You just keep on. Because if Eventually, the Judases of this world will get their due. Somebody say, amen. Amen. I'm not fussing at anybody. I'm giving you a key to help you influence. You say, well, it's easy to worship the Lord at church, but boy, you ought to be at my house. Well, let me tell you something. My mom, she used to scramble eggs in there and she'd sing songs and glorify the Lord and praise the Lord and put the bacon in the skillet. Glory, hallelujah to the Lamb of God. And she'd put, put it all on and we'd pray and we'd go. She'd say, yeah, yeah you, you were in a pastor's home now. Everything in a pastor's home is holy. Oh, you didn't know me very well. When I was a kid Growing up, there wasn't a whole lot of holiness oozing out of my pores, you know what I mean? But when I can hear my mama saying, thank you for my son. Thank you for the touch that you have upon his life. Thank you, God, that even though he doesn't know it right now, and even right now he's not living in it, and he's not accepting the call, I thank you that it doesn't really matter what is bearing fruit in his life right now. You've got your hand upon him. He's going to come around. I may not know when. I may not know how. But my son has been called by you and your hand, a protection. Protection is upon him and there ain't no way in this world that I'm going to let the devil have my boy. Let me tell you church, if we'll start living this thing out day in and day out it will change our atmosphere. Your worship has the potential to influence generations to come. I, I may have told you this but we're in Cracker Barrel not you you better go go ahead and come now because I'm getting out of breath now. <laughs> when cracker barrel. And the girls have to take turns praying and Harper prayed. She comes to the end in Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah. People looking everywhere. Jovi starts speaking this language that she made up. I don't have a clue what it's She said, I sound like an auctioneer. People looking over at her. Somebody said, Aaron said, don't let her do that in public. I said, why not? We're Pentecostal. You don't know when that made-up language might just turn into a heavenly language. She's too young for that. Oh, you don't know how young that you have to be to be qualified, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. My kids start talking weird like that. I just start joining in. Oh, oh, what rejoicing there will be when this Man, why don't we train them up to worship? Let's go to church today. I don't want to go. Me neither, but let's go anyhow. So if we don't go, pastor's going to call us this week. You know, if pastor calls us, he's going to fuss at us for not coming. Every time I get a text, I ain't been in six weeks, my phone lights up. Oh, it's Pastor Rob. I already know what he's going to say. I'll just get back with him later. How's that? Church, I'm telling you, we have the power to change this world. How many of you heard on the news about the violence in Charlottesville, Virginia? Have you heard about that? At least one dead, many injured, all over stupidity, racism. It's crazy. And I don't care how many times the white socialists stand up and say we're doing this in the name of God I don't care how many times they say it they're crazy and they're I won't say that Now I already said flipping and freaking I ain't going to say that Just wonder how this world has gotten to the place that it is. Church, there's no place for that kind of racism and for that kind of thinking among the body of Christ. And we can sit back and keep our thoughts to ourselves, or we can stand up and say, Listen, you don't represent the God of love that I serve. There is no way that I'm going to side with someone who says that hatred is the mantra for the day. Not when my God is love. We have these small groups of white supremacists. We have other groups of feminists who have gone absolutely crazy in the world that we live in. There are groups such as Black Lives Matter. And all of these groups are at such odds with one another and some of them going in the name of Jesus Christ that it has whipped up a frenzy of craziness in the United States of America. And you can post your political thoughts on Facebook all day long and it's not going to change a thing. But I tell you what will change is when the people of God dust all that mess off of them and rise up and become the holy people of God that God has called us to be and to stand against injustices and to raise up the banner of the living Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what this little lady did. She came in and she broke her oil. She didn't care what culture said. She didn't care what anybody thought that she should think or do. The only thing that she cared about was this man, Jesus Christ, is about to die for this world. And I'm going to honor him while I have the opportunity to do so. And Jesus finally, and this is my last thought, Jesus commended her. Notice the words of Jesus. He said, what she has done is a beautiful thing. She has done what she could. And he said, she anointed me for burial. In other words, what she did was prophetic in nature. She she wasn't just anointing his feet. She wasn't just anointing his hands. She was anointing him from head to toe as they would for a burial. You know why she did that? Because Jesus had been saying all along, I'm going to die. I've got to die. I've got to go to the cross. I'm going to go and they're going to put me in the grave for three days. But I'm going to rise again. But I do have to die. And she took Jesus at his word well the guys didn't oh no that can't happen we're not going to let that happen we'll stand with you we'll even die with you if we must she didn't shoot her mouth off she just came humbly in and found her way to Jesus and broke the flask poured it over his head and anointed him for burial you know the rest of the story he did die he did rise again Jesus said what this lady did today is going to cause her to be known eternally because everywhere the gospel goes and everyone somebody talks about every time somebody talks about it she will be mentioned and she will be known because of the worship that she gave to me. Will you stand with me this morning? I have the power in me to change the atmosphere that I'm living in of the power because the Holy Spirit of God is in me. And I can change it. And the best way that I know to do that is to become a worshiper in every situation. To see Jesus Christ in everything that I face. I can change it because of Jesus in me. Aren't you glad for that? I want the ushers to come and prepare to, to distribute the communion And as soon as they get here and in place, Elizabeth's going to sing for us now, and I want you to begin to come this way. Take the elements, keep them in your hand until we all get here and we'll receive them together. Come if you will.